often in our lives, maybe more often than we would like, we're a lot more like animals than we would like to be. In the sense that we are defensive like animals, that fight or flight response, that's the instinct of the animal nature. We allow it to control us a lot more than we would like. Some of us are a little bit like a deer, and the defensiveness is, did I do it good enough? Did I do enough? Do I do too little? Do they like me? Do they not like me? Do they answer me? Why aren't they answering my texts? Where are they? What, what's going on? And we're defensive in that way. And then some other people are more defensive like a bear, where they go, how dare that man cut me off? Why would you wake me up? How dare my boss make me work on a Sunday? And we get defensive in that way that we have this instinctive defensiveness in us, this fight-or-flight response in our life that makes us more like an animal than we would like to be. Because as a Christian, we're not beyond instinct, that's part of our nature, but we're called to move beyond instinct, to something more. And I think that's a little bit what St. James is pointing to in our second reading today. St. James is talking to his Christian community and pointing out the fact that they're treating the rich different than the poor. Why would we treat the rich different than the poor? He's saying that you're welcoming to the rich person, but to the poor, you're kind of pushing them off to the side. Well, what is a rich person going to take from us? They have everything already. And better yet, when we interact with a rich person, maybe we might get something from them. But a poor person just takes. They take our time. They take our energy. They might want to take our money. Maybe in listening to the story of their life, they might take our happiness. They might seem to take our security away because we're unsure of being around them. And so we get defensive. We keep them away. And I saw this a number of times living downtown for the last four years, even with good Christians at the Basilica, that people didn't know how to interact with the homeless. Some people just ignored them and walked by without acknowledging their presence because they didn't know how to deal with them. Others, when they went to talk to them because they were unsure of how to relate to them, without even realizing it, they would take on a condescending tone that they would start to speak to them differently than they would anybody else in the church, just because they were homeless. Or some others, the moment that one of the homeless people did something that they shouldn't in the church, immediately got angry and wanted them to leave the church building. Because they were defensive. They didn't know how to deal with that. But as Christians, we're called to something more profound. And that's what we see with Jesus and the deaf and the dumb man today in the gospel. Think back again to the way that this healing is described. Most of Jesus' healings take place publicly. He's got large crowds that are following him. They bring the sick and the lame to him, and he heals them with a crowd of witnesses, or at least the apostles are around. But this time it says, he takes the man away in private, away from the crowd. And then when he's just Jesus and this man, he puts his fingers in his ears and spits on his tongue and touches it. Think about how intimate 
of a moment, that is. The openness of this deaf and dumb man to allow all of this to happen. Think of the deaf and dumb man. He can see everything that is going on in his life, but he has no way of communicating with anybody because he probably didn't have sign language, so all that he would have is gestures because he was more than likely illiterate. So all he could do was point to people to try to get what he needed, and he had no way of communicating other than pointing. But Jesus takes this man aside, just the two of them, and then if you've ever had a wet willy given to you, you know how awkward and weird and intimate it is for someone to put their finger in your ear, which is why I think a lot of people don't like going to see the doctor. And then Jesus spits on the man's tongue and touches his tongue, which we also know that the mouth is an intimate part of the body, which is why I think a lot of us don't like going to the dentist. And in that, Jesus heals the man. And then listen to what Jesus says to him. Because ne Jesus never says something by accident. He doesn't say, hear, listen, speak. You can finally speak, say something. He says, Ephatha, be opened. Because what does Jesus give to this man in allowing him to hear and allowing him to speak? relationship. He can now be in communion with the people around him again. He can hear what they are telling him. He can speak to them his own desires and thoughts. He's brought him back into relationship with the people around him. See, we're not just called to protect what we have. We're called to intimacy with one another. And that's what Jesus does with this man today. But what happens in our life is sin makes us like animals. Sin makes us defensive because we think that all we have is to lose. We have what we have, and if it's taken from us, we will never have it again. That's what sin tells us. And so we protect our time. We protect our money. We protect whatever power and authority that we have in our life. We protect our emotions. We protect our thoughts. We struggle to share those with others. And because of that struggle, it impacts our relationship with ourself, with others in our life, and with God. I'll let you do your own reflection as to how that would impact our relationship with others. But what about our relationship with God? And the way that that defensiveness towards intimacy keeps us from deepening our life of faith. If sin is what's going to make us defensive, then how can we enter into this personal relationship that our Christian faith invites us to? Because how can we have an intimate encounter with the creator of the universe? And the gift of our Christian faith is Jesus. Jesus gives a face to God. Jesus shows us the way that God comes to us, which is why when you listen to the prayers of the Mass, often we recall the fact that we are sons and daughters of God, as we heard in our opening prayer today. A reminder to us of the intimacy that God is calling us to. 
Because sometimes, because of sin, we're tempted towards a relationship with God that's like an animal. We are like a deer in our relationship to God when we're constantly preoccupied with our sin. Am I pleasing God or am I displeasing God? And we're like a bear in our relationship to God when every time something doesn't go the way we think it should in our relationship with God, we get angry. We get angry at our faith or we get angry at God himself because something has been taken from us that we don't think should have been taken from us. But what Jesus shows us is that we're invited to this intimacy. And it's hard, it's scary, because to enter into that intimacy requires a vulnerability that we're often not willing to go to. Now, I'm going to take a shot at us men in the room today. Priests spend most of their ministry with women because generally speaking, women are more open than men. Because we struggle to open up, to allow ourselves to be exposed to another. And that includes God. And so if we're never willing to allow ourselves to be seen by God, to share with Him our innermost thoughts and desires, how is that relationship going to grow? God is always going to then be the God of heaven, and I'm down here, and it's going to seem like a great chasm between us. But when we are opened to God, that's when we come to experience how near He is to us. And we can be reminded of that every time we look upon the cross. Look at the vulnerability, the openness of Jesus, of exposing Himself for us, the humility of God to come and be with us. And in that, he opens heaven for us so that we can come to that intimacy with God. That's the great gift of our Christian faith. There is no other religion in the world that speaks of intimacy with God. But that's what Jesus shows us today so that we don't allow ourselves to be overcome by instinct and sin that would cause us to be defensive and protective of what we have, but to have the grace, the freedom, to be vulnerable enough to enter into that intimate relationship with one another and ultimately with God.